Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. We've weathered the unexpected. We've stepped into a new world. And now it is a time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed and strategically on point. It is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. A very good morning to you, the beloved listener of Beyond Governance uh, here at 101.9 Fire FM. Yours truly is uh, Nimrod Abed. I am always delighted to share this space and time as we continue our daily grind in finding pockets of excellence amidst mayhem in governance. Uh, moving on swiftly, um, I want to take this opportunity to express my gratitude to, to the producer of the show, uh, Greg, who is the controller, Harris Leke. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for making Beyond Governance a beacon of hope in as far as unveiling nuanced issues in as far as uh, governance is concerned. Uh, in our last episode, I hosted Belisa Lekane, who shared a number of intriguing points on how to build resilience from a leadership point of view. As always, I mean, Billy hits it on the nail, and hence he's an ac- accomplished uh, author and entrepreneur. Um, if these nuggets that I've just highlighted to you have nudged you sufficiently, don't hesitate, go to our website, which is www.highfm.com, uh, look at Beyond Governance, download um, that particular podcast or any podcast for that matter, share your views with us, our SMS line is 3449, and of course your insights and observations, I would greatly appreciate them through my Twitter handle, which is Dr. Better. In today's conversation, we are putting a spotlight on the January 8th statement, which was unveiled by the ANC last week. As we all know, the statement has, the January 8th statement has a policy, it, it is, well, basically it is inevitable that some of the uh, statement's pronouncements will result in policy statement that would have a direct bearing on you and I. So it is important that we get to depth or understanding of these policy or potential policy statements so that we are at least ready for the how they will be translated into policy. In making sense of this pretty much complex environment, uh, we are joined by uh, a very esteemed individual, you know, Tammy Malinga, who is a political analyst, who will give us a good sense of what does this really mean. Without any waste of time, let me take this opportunity to welcome Tammy. Tammy, uh, you are welcome to Beyond Governance, and thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Dr. Mbele, and good morning to you, and good morning to the listeners of Chai FM, and um, I hope we're going to have a very stimulating and a wonderful conversation. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you very much. First and foremost, Tammy, Utterances by the ANC, or in particular the president, takes into account a very precarious environment that we find ourselves in. I mean, the economy is not doing well, crime is at its highest, and unemployment is the highest in the country. We all know we're probably hovering around 40% of the 40%, 60% of unemployed are youth. And the statement obviously meant to give us 
sense of hope in terms of how government has performed and what are the levers of change the government is likely to embark on to try and remedy the, some of the shortfalls that you and I are experiencing as ordinary citizens. First and foremost, give us your overall observation of the statement as it were. I think one of the things that came out for me that really um, stood out was that the statement as delivered by, by the president this past weekend was more of a party political report rather than a statement that needed to, you know, bring hope to South Africans. It was of a, 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 I'm saying a party political report. It was something that he needed to deliver to a, a, you know, um, a, a an indoor type of a setup of ANC delegates where, you know, it's not broadcast to the people. Um, understandably, you know, it, 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 the ANC is, is it, it, the governing party and therefore it needed to be broadcast to all South Africans so that we are, we, we, we get a sense of what is to come because over the years, we, we've gotten accustomed to the January 8th statement translates into the State of the Nation address. You know, that is what we've gotten accustomed to, you know, from your President Tabombegi, from uh, your Jacob Zuma now to, you know, and, and to the other, uh, you know, likes of, you know, be it your, your, your Kalima Mukantes and, and, and Jacob Zuma's and now to President Sarah Ramaphosa. But this one did not dear confidence at all. It, it, it was one of those that I felt, you know, why, why bother broadcast it to, um, to South Africans? Rather, it should have been somewhere, Nasrek, where they close doors, take off the, uh, take away the cameras and then talk to, to, uh, ANC rank and file. Why am I saying that? Uh, it, it was a party political report. You know, he kept on talking about, well, this is what we've done. And, you know, they like, the ANC likes pulling on numbers and and when you pull on numbers, uh, numbers can work against you. He, he didn't give us as South Africans a sense of where are we heading. This time he did not do that um, and, and there were quite a, a lot of issues that he just cruised over. Um, we will get into that as, as we go uh, as we go deep into our debate. Thank you very much for that insight, uh, which we'll obviously unpack as we proceed. We're going to take a break. We'll get back uh, on those very interesting points that you've highlighted in just a second. Beyond Governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa, is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. We've weathered the unexpected. We've stepped into a new world. And now it is the time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed, and strategically on point. It is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. Welcome back to Fifth Just Donors. You haven't really missed a bit. Uh, I am in the company of uh, Tamsang Malinga, who is an author and a political consultant at Mkabai Management Consultants. Uh, we are unpacking the deliberations or perhaps maybe policy nuggets that President Lomaposa spoke about at the, at the January 8th statement, which we all know that would have 
bearing on how the state of the nation's address is going to be, you know, unfolding as it were. Um, Tommy has made a very ob- interesting observation before we took that break that he overall picture that was sold by the statement, it was that of, of uninspiring, not motivating. And could you just perhaps maybe let's get to that. Was it un- uninspiring, not motivating based on what exactly? I tell you why I'm asking this question, Tommy, because I want us to get to specifics that as a governing party that is likely to have a substantive force or representation in the forthcoming election, whether they will get overwhelming majority, uh, the judiciary out there, but given the overall performance, it's very much unlikely. But be that as it may, it is important that we contextualize this in a way of really understanding how this will shape um, state of the nation address moving towards the general election. Dr. Mbele, it was uninspiring in a sense that I had anticipated that the president will want to look into the past 30 years of the ANC and want to talk about that. Hence, his theme was transformation. He spoke about how the ANC has transformed the country and he, 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 he spoke, hence he, he then went into speaking about how, you know, they have developed a constitution that guarantees human rights, you know, protecting the worker rights and, and, and promoting investments um, about South Africa's role in, in, inter- in, in the international stage. He then went on to jump on to the states, which they love, you know, building 4.7 million houses, you know, um, that they, they, they have given to people for free. You know, uh, uh, about 89% of households now have access to water, 85% have access to electricity, and now about 28 people um, are beneficiaries of social grants. But now let me tell you why this is uninspiring. When you start playing about with, with stats which are, 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 are very quantitative in nature. You, you, you've got to again give us the qualitative aspects of it. When you start saying to me um, we've built about 4.7 um, million houses, you've got to now say those houses are, what's the, what's the quality of those houses? Are, are those houses of quality in, in the sense that are they are they are they uh, very accommodative? Are they are they houses that you know um, you know can, can, can provide you know uh, for African family of of, of of ten for example? When you start pe- speaking of eighty nine um, percent of households have access to water, is the water frequently available? Is the water of safe drinking nature? We've just had Amman's Kral where people have died of cholera, and um, we don't even know right now what is that report hasn't come out of what what what, what what's happened at Ramanskral. But we 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 have a here a president who said eighty nine percent of heart of household have access to water, but we have water that is not available to some households for months on end. You know, we have a president who says eighty five percent of households have access to electricity. But we've just had um, the, the, the app that's Eskom Sepush uh, that's told uh, that's given us a, a, a report about what uh, in dece- late in 
in, in December last year that has told us that um, to to a larger degree uh, we, we we've we, we've had electricity for about what 110 odd days 130 something days of the year. So the problem with with playing with statistics and 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 uh, I said this has been uninspiring when I from where I said and you you start drawing statistics and the president said when we took over in in 1994 there were 2.5 million people on, on on social grants and now we are proud to say we've got 28 million people on social grants and i said oh my goodness does the man understand that he shot himself in the food you've just said we've created a welfare state you know um and he he, he didn't contextualize in terms of in terms of the 2.5 million people on social grants, if he had contextualized that to say it was the state was so bad in the sense that 2.5 million people on social grants were probably of a certain caliber or of a certain race and um, the system was so bad in the sense that other people were excluded, he didn't you know qualify that. He just said we had 2.5 people um, pe- people on on social grants. Now we have 28 million people on, on social grants. That was bad. Let, 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 let me come back to to those issues that you've raised. One, you make reference to access to housing. Um, you made access to issues of water. You made access uh, issues around electricity. I agree with you because the statement did not. Perhaps maybe it's not its position. However, if you really want to inspire people, you need to give a sense of what was the target. If you're saying to me, we build 4.7 million houses, what was the target? Because it's not, you know, you're just making a statement which needs to be looked in a context of what was planned, what was achieved, and what is the variation. Okay, that's number one. I want to hear your thoughts around that. The second point, you, you're saying to us, 89% of South African households have access to water. The same principle applies. What was planned, what was actual, and what was the variation? Because this is how you inspire people to say, we have built, we have estimated this, and this we are sitting. The variance is this percentage. Your assessment based on that kind of methodical approach that inspires hope. That is why I say you do not go and play with stats. You know, when when you go into a, a, a that to make that type of a delivery, and you want to throw stats, you've got to then come with the qualitative aspect of it because stats are quantitative in nature then if you've got to if you want to go and throw stats then bring the qualitative aspects of it which then you then say we had set ourselves this target as a, 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 a government when we came into power and we are glad to announce that in 30 years this is what we have achieved in terms of what we had set ourselves and we are therefore saying going forward this is what we are going to do or going forward in our state in 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 in, in our manifesto launch we are going to set ourselves new targets and this is when you guys are going to uh, to be able to judge us. So, uh, uh, as the governance as uh, expect that 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 that, that you, you you know that very well to say you know you 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 don't go to the people and 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 just go and 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 and, and throw fingers. That that's why I had a very a, a big problem to say. Please don't play with stats. I know you want to say to people in 30 years we've done quite a lot. If you want to talk transformation, 
talk in, 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 in detail about transformation, but don't, please. And, and, and he fell into that trap of wanting to play with statistics. And, and I really said, uh, you shouldn't have gone there because really but, but it, she, it, 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 it was bad. Let me, let me, let me just probe that particular supposition. What does, does it, do you think there is a comprehension of how sophisticated South African populace is? Because when you make pronouncement, you are making all of an assumption about how the beneficiary of what you're communicating and the levels of sophistication. Um, let's take a break. Point on that point. We'll come back in a second. Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. We've weathered the unexpected. We've stepped into a new world. And now it is a time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed, and strategically on point, it is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. Welcome back. This is Beyond Governance, and uh, I'm, I'm in the company of uh, Tamshang Malenga, who is an author and a political consultant at Makabai Management Consulting. We are unpacking General Age statement, which was delivered by the ANC president last week. Before we went to the break, I posed, I put the question to Tamsang uh, that says, you know, president obviously throws statistics at us, um, in, and as far as how uh, the NC as the governing party has progressed over time. And what I'm picking up from Tamsang is that there, there's underlying assumption about how society is, and which begs the question, at least for me, um, that needs validation about what are some of the assumptions made about South African sophistication level on the body politic so that when you come out you you understand exactly that you are dealing with relatively sophisticated or unsophisticated on that basis you are making a determination your your point on that um i think there is a a a serious undermining of the people um from from especially from 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 the from from the politicians especially when 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 they to the ground, there is a serious level of undermining of of, of the populace um, in terms of their sophistication. They because that, that that is why this I have a, I I always hammer on this issue of statistics, Dr. Mbele. Um They believe that throwing numbers, you know, we will we will we will we, we'll get the people to to be so hyped up and not interrogate those numbers and not interrogate the 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 you know the the truth behind the numbers you know when you throw in millions um in terms of uh be it houses when you throw in percentages there is not going to be any interrogation let's look at the 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 re that not so long ago when the president made commitments to the people of Alexandra to build one million houses. Up to now, not a single person, even <laughs> Alexandra, has questioned where, where are the houses? You know, mm-hmm. there was quite 
a, a huge level of excitement of one million houses. And, and I remember the story. The SG also came in and he was just floundering on the on the very same point. Which, which, oh, yeah. which, to your point, there's a level of, of condensation. There's a level of undermining, undermining of the, the end users of what you're communicating because people hold you and hold on to what you've promised. But, but at the same time, if, 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 if I live in Alexandra and someone says we're going to build one million houses, I should be able to look back and say, this place is congested. Where are you going to put one million houses? Because this space is already congested. So when you talk about the sophistication of the populace, <laughs> so I, 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 I quickly went back to that to say there is quite a level, a serious level of undermining the sophistication of the populace in this country. And especially from, from the ruling party. Hence they like to throw stats. Hence they like to um, throw percentages, you know, because Absolutely. they know that yeah. no one's going to uh, question that. No one's but, but going here's to question another, Here's another point that the president raised. One, it was the dysfunctional uh, coalition government, which presupposed that the this, the level of dysfunctionality it was not as a result of the ANC's contribution because it takes two to tango. If you say to me, this relationship is dysfunctional, you are pointing a finger at an individual. To what extent are you owning up on your own contribution dysfunctionality? Your take on that? Uh, in terms of the level of... Yeah, coalition government. We have had it in Tswane. We have had it in, in, in the city of Johannesburg. We have had it in uh, in Quebeca uh, and so on and so forth. He had said, well, part of the issue that he says, he pointed out to the dysfunction. I'm joined by Tamsang Malinga, who is an author and political consultant at Mkabai Management Consultant. Before we took that break, we have um, discussed a few number of critical issues that emerged from the president uh, January 8th statement. Uh, one of the issues that um, as we proceed pretty much towards the closure of our conversation with Tamsang here is that the president spoke about you know, um, restructuring the economy by creating jobs. He also spoken about the resolution on an attempt to resolve the energy crisis. So on those two points, what are your observations? One around restructuring of the economy to create jobs, uh, which we all know that we are doing badly for the past 10 years or so. The economy has not grown more than Two uh, percent, to say the least. In fact, they've been in recession, if you like. What What are your two obse- What are your observations based on those two points? One, um, the restructuring of the economy to create jobs, and the second one being the how um, the state seeks to address energy crisis to end load shedding. Let's start with load shedding. You know, I feel the president didn't say much on load shedding. He he only spoke about there is much more transparency on the issues of load shedding. And then he spoke in great detail about, you know, praising Pumalanga as being the province that is generating the capacity for the country. Yeah, he says most of the electricity that is, is lighting up the country comes from Pumalanga. And, you know, he works lyrical about Pumalanga and all of that. He say much about Mpumalanga, we, we know that most of the coal that we, we, we use comes from Mpumalanga, yes, and, and, and to a large extent KZN, but largely Mpumalanga, and we have just closed down a coal station in Mpumalanga. He didn't give assurance to the people of Mpumalanga to say, what is the strategy in, in, in the just energy transition? Um, 
we have just closed down a, a, a fire station. He didn't give assurance to the people of Mpumalanga to say, going forward, what is it that we are going to do with the coal-fired power stations and, and, and the preservation of jobs, you know, um, with the closing down of Kusile. Uh, is it Kusile that, or Creel that was closed down? He didn't say much in terms of that. He didn't give assurance. He just spoke about, we are so, you guys need to be so proud that most of the electricity city that is, is, is firing up the country comes from this province. You need to, uh, he even went uh, uh, to as far as saying, uh, give yourselves a round of applause. It reminds me of what he said in, in, in Mangawung last year when he spoke about grants to say this, there is nowhere in Africa where so many people are receiving grants from the state. Please clap hands for the government, uh, for, 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 mm. for, for the fact that so many people are receiving grants. You know, he did the very same thing. He repeated the very same thing and I uh, even noted it down to say doing the very same thing that he did in Mangaung by telling the people of Pumalang to say clap hands, clap hands for your province because most of the electricity that's powering up the country is coming from your province. But he's not saying what is it that's going to be done in terms of the coal-powered fire stations that are and the mines that are all over Bumalanga and and and, mm. and the fact that there is this just energy transition that they are talking about and the independent power producers and people are okay. saying. Minds are shutting down. Minds are shutting down. You know, he, he didn't address that to say we are going to make sure that we preserve jobs by making sure that with just energy transition, we, we are not going to speed that up by making, by closing minds. We're going to make sure that the just energy transition, it, 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 it's just in a sense that it's not speedy, <laughs> but we, 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 we have to create a balance, you know. Yeah. That's why there's, there, there, there is, there is a, a, a sort of a, a disjuncture of sort in, in terms of how government communicates. Mr. Matasha says one thing, the president says one thing, and, and, uh, the, the, the minister of electricity, the president who Ramakopa says another thing. So you end up not understanding what's happening. So it, it filters down in terms of the, 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 the job creation and the stimulation of the economy as well, you know, in terms of how are they then going to, how are they balancing the issue of jobs? They're not saying anything about these mines, about these fire stations that they are closing. Mantache, in, in, not even in the morning, during the week, when they were crisscrossing Pumalanga, he was sending, he was busy with the message of the issue of Kusile was premature. And mm. that's the message that he was busy talking about. But, but on the very same point, let me interject you there. On the very same point of Kusile, we all know that government at some point commissioned both Kusile and Midupi Power Station. For example, when Kusile was, was, was commissioned, the initial budget was 79, 79 billion rands and 81 billion rands for, 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 for Kusile. And ten, uh, what, almost like 10 years down the line, um, it has, you know, it has ballooned from 79 billion rands for Kusile to 145 billion rands and 161 billion rands for Minubi. I mean, surely there's just been so much inconsistency and so much eye-watering escalation, which um, does suggest the complexity of commissioning of those stations, but also the fact that we're not going to see load shedding being ended this year. As as the Minister of Electricity once said, 
it will be done by December. December came, we're still here. So based on this escalation of costs that yes. are to billions of rents, to what extent that kind of situation inspire a confidence in the leadership on its attempt to remedy load shedding, literally in the next uh, 40 seconds or so? It doesn't inspire any confidence at all. It doesn't inspire any confidence at all. Um, there's so much corruption involved in those two power stations. Um, also, given the fact that those two power stations, one, they are not even operating at 100% capacity. They are not even complete. I even got to find out last year that they, they, even their blueprints, the copyright is not even vested in, in, in the South African government. That That's the one revelation that came into fall. I also got, got contacted by um, another energy expert who, when, when I wrote an article that says that the ANC Chancellor House is the major beneficiary in terms of the corruption that was, that was happening there, who said to me, you know what, there's so much corruption, I can give you information for you to write more stuff on that. And, uh, and, and uh, it, it doesn't inspire much confidence, and I do not think these two power stations will be complete. It will be 10 years from down the line, it, we will be sitting with another commission um, that's, that will be like the security commission in, in the arms, um, arms deal, where we will be looking into this. So much for uh, we want to fight corruption, we want to confront corruption. Um, judging by what you've just said, it is clear that um, this, there's so much shenanigans, um, and, and the beneficiary of these shenanigans at both Midopi and Kusile are somehow linked to the powers that be. Yes, yes, very much. Um, you, 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 you look at, for example, Hitachi is being, is being prosecuted in, in America f- right now for the crimes that, that happened in, 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 in Midupi. And yet there's nothing that's happening in South Africa with regards to Hitachi. But here we are. And we, 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 we're saying we, we, we want to deal uh, drastically with corruption, but we're not touching those companies and your your likes of Chancellor House are still the major beneficiaries. I mean, uh, every year they're receiving an amount of about what? 10 million ANC is receiving about 10 million rents from Chancellor House in terms of dividends. Well, unfortunately, it has been absolutely fascinating based on your observation. Um, you know, when you look at how the the state of the, um, well, the, the, the January 8th statement, uh, pronouncements which will are likely to be reinforced by the sonar. Um, in parting short, um, what does this really mean for an electorate? <laughs> well, it, 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 it's kind of interesting because for the electorate it means that they've got to wait actually for for the government that's going to come after elections. You know, um, I was saying to someone that the president was very selective because he's gonna be delivering his party's manifesto, he's going to be delivering the, the, the sauna. But again, there's going to be another sauna after elections. So we don't know who's going to be delivering that sauna after elections. So, you know, it's, it's, this means that for the electorate, they've got to weigh this January 8th statement and take this and take the, the various manifestos and say, you know what, this will determine how I'm going to vote. That's what it Absolutely. means. Absolutely. No, thank you very much uh, for that insight, which uh, I certainly think it has widened our, our perspectives and views on this very multi-layered and complex situation around the issues that the, the government or the, uh, the president through the general aid statement has been trying to articulate. Thank you very much for coming through and blessing 
the show with your presence. Thank you very much, Dr. Bella, for inviting me and uh, have a very uh, good day further. And um, and to your listeners as well, I hope we get to do this uh, another morning as well. Absolutely. Thank you very much. There you are. That was uh, Tansang Malenga, who is an author and political consultant at uh, Mkabai Management Consulting, giving us uh, interesting views um, you know, when uh, interesting views unpacking the January 8th statement that was delivered by the ANC, uh, President Ramaphosa. Anyway, we, we don't have much time. Let's leave it here and uh, do it again. Shalom.